Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of my Curious Life podcast. If you're new here, thank you for joining. Pull up a seat. Let's chat. Let's talk. <laughs> this is a podcast where I talk with my friends and family and people that I love people who are doing amazing things, and we discuss topics that are relevant to my life, and I'm hoping relevant to yours as well. So thank you for joining. So happy to have you. Hope you love it. Hope you subscribe. Hope you're into it. <laughs> and for those who have been with me for a while now, and I would call you my curious peep, thank you so much for tuning in again. I appreciate you more than you know. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This episode is a fun one. This covers a topic that I, my, my mind has changed over the years regarding this topic. Um, 10 years ago, if you had asked me some things about this, I may not have the answers that I have today. And 10 years from now, I'm sure my answers will change too. And I am talking about the topic of money, that moolah, that coin. <laughs> money is one of these topics where, you know, it's kind of like a blurry line. You know, you can feel one way about it. You can feel another way. It can kind of change throughout the year. I'm pretty sure even throughout this COVID time, our views on money have changed um, in different ways. So I wanted to dive into this topic um, and I wanted to invite a recent, or I should say a previous guest on it, my great friend Courtney. She's going to be back on this episode because we have a lot of conversations about finances. We kind of dive into, you know, what we do, what we like, what we don't like, our preferences, our strategies, um, and it's pretty enlightening. So I wanted to have her on this episode so that we can all kind of discuss this together and this concept of money and how we view it. So I don't want to give too much away. So <laughs> let me have her come on with me as we discuss moolah. Welcome my friend, Courtney. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. I'm saying that like I'm on the phone, but <laughs> we're not on the phone. <laughs> we're here. We're here. We're in person. This is so cool. Because it's nice when you get to record in person because you get to you know, read body language and you get to kind of see the vibe in person. So this is very special and, and it's a it's it's a bomb episode in the making. We're recording from Lachelle's very, very comfy apartment. Yes, comfy apartment. Very comfy. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love a comfy apartment. I mean, so this kind of actually just goes right into it because comfy apartments sometimes you have to pay a little bit more yes. for them. Yes. Um, so what I wanted to talk about on this episode was finances. Okay. 
And at our age, so, you know, late 20s, early 30s, how we view finances as, like, a single professional woman. Yeah. And um, what we think about them. Um, think so about how, them a lot. You think, so. <laughs> <laughs> what got you interested in finances? Or were you... Were you always interested in finances before you were employed? So, yeah, I think I've always been interested in money. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because, like, money has always been, like, there's money has always had something to do with my life. Like, money being a reason you can't do something or can do something or the reason for a difference between people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've always been interested in money. I haven't always had my own money, Mm -hmm. per se. I started working in college. Um, and I think having your own money starts to change your perspective on mm-hmm. money. When did you start getting your own money? So I started working in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have like a ton of rules working up, growing up, but the one rule was that I couldn't work for minimum wage. Oh. Um, my parents were kind of like, you focus on school mm-hmm. or you get a job that pays you maybe more than minimum wage. Wow. Like Otherwise, okay. your job needs to be school because if... All they can pay you is minimum wage. Stay home and study mm. instead. Um, Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. Like that was the yeah. big... Because minimum wage in Texas is seven twenty-five. dollars Right. Um, and so, yeah, that was just like, spend that hour reading instead. Right. Um, and I could, right? And that is a privilege in itself. So, yeah, I started working as a tutor in college. And that was the first time I was like making my own money. Mm-hmm. Um, and like got a credit card, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And had to sort of see where my money was going. Mm-hmm. Have you always been, so you say, like, see where your money was going. Have you always been a saver, a a budgeter, so you can budget in your entertainment? Like, when you say see where your money was going, were you always responsible with your money from the jump? Kind of. So I've never been, like, a... And I want to become this person, so maybe this is a goal, but like a spreadsheet budgeter, like an Excel file, never been that person, but I've always watched my accounts very closely. Mm. So, you know, sometimes banks take fees and things like that. I've always been the person that if the bank took a fee, I saw it and Mm -hmm. called the bank and we have discussed and we have put my money back, Mm -hmm. right? Like I've always (laughs) watched my money closely. So less of this like line item for the movies Mm -hmm. or like food, um, but very much like, aware of how my money moved mm-hmm. each month yeah okay so awareness in how your money moved did you learn this from your parents so your parents um come from the caribbean mm-hmm. right they immigrate here what did you learn if anything from your parents wow um so i don't know that there were direct lessons necessarily um yeah, I can't say that there was ever talk of like, you know, you do this with money or... But one thing my mom always did was, what do they call it? Like in church where, you know, six people get together and they do a pool of money. And this month, like you get the pool and next month oh, the you su- get the... the su- 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 thing? Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that was one thing I watched my mom doing. And that was kind of... It's like a savings account yes. in a way. It forces you to save. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so like that was always... I've always been like aware of seeing her do that. And so in that way, I saw saving. And especially she would do it like, oh, we want to take a trip. Or, oh, I'm saving for a new fridge. And so when like, I get that... Because it's like a year that you're exactly. saving for. So you put like 300... For people who don't know, it's like 
every month you must put like three hundred dollars or some kind of amount into a pot yeah and then everyone has a month allocated to them to get their two thousand dollars for example and it's a very informal system right Mm -hmm. but like big in like a lot of black communities a lot of immigrant communities um and so we did she did it through our church and so that was the one thing it would always be like oh when that money comes it'll be for this thing like it was Mm -hmm. allocated to a particular thing Mm -hmm. um and so i saw savings in that way but i think a big thing for me is that there are things that i like to do and i like to be able to do them for myself right and so i love to travel Mm -hmm. and i've always wanted to be able to gift myself a trip Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. I always want the ability like if I think oh my god I want to see this place Mm -hmm. I want to be able to gift myself a ticket to that place right um and that I think has been a big driving force behind my savings as well got it so it's about priorities and like what you value yeah so I wonder if like if people don't have those priorities like what they're saying savings and their spending is like but i guess everyone has some kind of priority right like it might just be different whether it just be like shopping or eating out or things like that people have their different priorities and i think maybe some people are not aware of their priorities mm-hmm. so like you might end up spending a lot of money on shopping and you may not be aware that like buying new clothes and shoes happens to be one of your priorities mm. and so you inadvertently maybe spend more than you intended to on those things right um so i think awareness of what kind of pulls you financially mm-hmm. is very helpful. Mm-hmm. I think, and we were actually talking about this yesterday when you were asking me about um, therapy. Mm-hmm. and Because I've done therapy before, but when I moved to Maryland, um, I just, I obviously my provider couldn't provide services here. So we were talking about like saving and um, am I going to spend money on therapy or am I going to send money on saving for a home or am I going to spend money on saving for something else? And I think it's interesting that we have to kind of with with money, it's like you have to have this master plan yeah. in a way. And just like you set goals for yourself, you have to set goals for your, for your money. money. Yeah. And that's what I'm continually learning about in regards to okay i'm saving this money what's the goal right like what is my vision for this money and i'm big on like not amassing wealth just for the sake of amassing wealth Mm. right Mm -hmm. although so i'll say that with a caveat i think like in the black community there just isn't a lot of wealth Mm -hmm. so i think there is some wealth building for the sake of wealth building that probably needs to happen but i think money is meant for more right so Mm. like Am I saving now to buy a home so that in the future what I would be spending on housing, I can then put towards like contributing to someone else's schooling or mm-hmm. buying books for someone or mm-hmm. this mission trip or, you know, like what is the long game picture mm-hmm. that's bigger than just like me becoming wealthy, ultra rich, right? Yeah. Like to what end? Yeah. Um, for me, at least, like that's not something I value. Mm-hmm. So then these sort of savings goals and like not just savings, but like money growth goals mm-hmm. has to be tied to something larger. Mm-hmm. I think in that too, you have to be it's it's so hard with money because we're saving and things. And then all of a sudden a wrench gets right. thrown in our plans. Yeah. Right. And it can wipe out a lot of the money. Yeah. So it's it's one of these things where 
just like life, I think we set these goals for our finances, but realizing that life happens and just like when people, let's say newlyweds, right? They unexpectedly get pregnant and getting a child in daycare is tuition in my opinion. So it's just kind of like, we never planned for this. How do you adjust, you know? And I think some of that, though, we have to build into the plan, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because the emergency the fund. The emergency fund, yeah. exactly, right? Like the wrench fund. Yeah. Like if this wrench gets thrown in, you may not have all that you need for that, yeah. you know, occurrence. Yeah. But you have something. There right. should absolutely, like if you are able, there should absolutely be money sitting somewhere mm-hmm. that just is not touched. Right. It's your rainy day fund. Right. And that is what it is. Right. Like that is its purpose. Right. Yeah. So talking about the emergency fund, um, I don't know if you've read it. I have the book right here, my <laughs> little resource here. I have a couple resources here on money um, in my apartment. But one is The Total Money Makeover, um, and it's by Dave Ramsey, and he is like, quote unquote, financial guru. Right. Um, and he talks about um, saving your $1,000 emergency fund. Right. And then his quote is, and I'm quoting him, I'm not saying it's my own. His <laughs> quote is, um, live like no one else so that you can live like no one else. Right. So, so take everything and, and kill your debt. You know, put all of your focus on debt. Yeah. Stop eating out stop going on trips stop doing this until your debt is diminished and non-existent and then you start building wealth according to him so um people have their different thoughts on it um and what are your thoughts (laughs) on that mechanism like the snowball effects where you take those funds that you're using to pay off something and you roll it into something else and then it piles on and on and on. What are your thoughts on that? So I will say that I have not read Dave Ramsey. Okay. I've only read about Dave Ramsey. Okay. Right? I should like, give you this book. You should. <laughs> <laughs> I like, will I, I mean, I'll read it. I'm pretty open-minded. Yeah. But- um, I have read about Dave Ramsey and yes. I've like heard about like his philosophy. And part of why I haven't read Ramsey is because from what I gather, I disagree okay. um, with his kind of structuring of finances. And that's okay. not to say that it is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's to say it's not my style of financial planning. Got it. Um, because I think... So you'll hear about a lot of people who ate peanut butter sandwiches yes. and went nowhere and worked 7 million jobs right. and to, to get this, right? To like pay off all the debt um, before they start living right right um my view on life i want to always be living and that doesn't mean like reckless and spending all my money Mm -hmm. but it's a combination approach where i am tackling my debt as well as my recreation and my fullness and my fun at the same time i don't think it has to be a zero sum one or the other Mm -hmm. and and i think like that approach to debt and i think i've said this to you before I think sometimes we approach debt with a lot of like fear, like debt is the worst thing in the world. But like we pay our cable bill every month, if anyone has cable anymore. We pay our Wi-Fi bill. I have cable. I'm, <laughs> I a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, I guess a loser that has cable. And honestly, it's become one of these things where I don't even mention it. It's just like, here's the remote. And people are just like, remote. She I'm handed like, me a remote and I was like, I'm not sure I know how to do this anymore. <laughs> 
I love cable. I'm wasting money, I think, but I love cable. Sorry. But like a Wi-Fi bill. I think most of us have, we pay that every month. In many ways, that's a debt, right? Like if we can treat all of our debt Mm -hmm. in this sort of like shorter term pieces, like monthly pieces, Mm -hmm. um, and not approach it in this way of like fear and this crippling way, Mm -hmm. Like, why not, right? And I think there's some debt. Like, if you have credit card debt, that's a 20-something percent interest rate. Like, maybe you should absolutely rush to pay that off because that is costing you way more than it is benefiting you, right? Right. But if you have, like, um, student loan debt at 6% or a car note at, I don't know, some low... Like, if your debt is at a lower percent interest rate um, and you throw in inflation, maybe there isn't a reason Mm -hmm. to rush and pay it off at Mm -hmm. the expense of saving for a home. Mm -hmm. Um, taking a trip like mm-hmm. life enjoyment right yeah. like what is the balanced approach to paying off debt and living life and right that is my way right. of thinking about it and i agree with that in regards to if your insurance i mean if your um interest is crazy high trying to just like knock that out um because you know he talks about if you have like hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt from school like that should be your focus for life for those like four years you know what I mean and it's just like as you said where is the enjoyment or like the and and I think the argument with that is like well once you pay it off you can and now you can enjoy but I think like mm -hmm. 2020 has taught us a lot about you know holding off on living and holding off on enjoyment um and so not to say we're all gonna die but you know that's always a, a possibility. But more than that, like, will your joints and your bones always move in a way that you can, like, climb the mountain and wherever and climb the steps to the church in Paris right. and, like, run? You know, like, right. will you always be able to? Will your eyes always work that way? Will your right. brain always be present to take it in? Right. What else is coming in your life? Are you about to have a huge family so that right. you have to sort of change those things? Right. Um, yeah. And I think you also have to think about what the money money costs and what it can do. So like if your student loan debt has an interest rate of 6% and you can make 8 to 10 to 12% on the stock market, your money is better spent, right? Your money may be better spent in the stock, in the stock market yeah. than paying off your student debt. Yeah. I think like and it's clean mathematical calculations. Of yeah. course the stock market isn't guaranteed. Right. It's especially not short right. term. Right. But over time right. it has been pretty consistent. Right. Right. And so like those maths, like mm-hmm. the mathematics there is pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like why not? Yeah. And I think for me, so I so the this strategy, you know, I see good in it. I see some things of like, mm, I'd be really strapped. Um, especially as a single person and not having that double income to really tackle debt. Um, But um, even some of the things is we talk about, you know, we are black women and there are some things like he talks about, like having no credit at all. Right. right? And paying for things with cash. I think that unfortunately in our society, as a black person, if we want to attain something, if I want to start a private practice, if I want to get a mortgage, if I want to get some kind of loan, they're going to say, excuse me, what? Yep. Yep. You don't have a credit. You what? Where's you know your what credit mean? history? Where's your credit history? Um, and I think that's 
something that's very important and we have to keep in mind as we read you know different materials that it's just like this may be based off of the average joe um or jane right um you know and it's just like we are in a different spot unfortunately yeah or or fortunately right Mm -hmm. um i don't think like i you know, there are cards stacked against us in some ways, but I don't think we have to see all of those things necessarily negatively. Yeah. I think, again, being aware of them mm-hmm. is useful. Right. right? Because um, I, I'm not saying, like, you should use your credit card right, for, like, right. frivolous things. At all. Um, but if I've, you can buy on your credit card monthly mm-hmm. and pay that off mm-hmm. each month, or especially if you can pay it off twice a month, mm-hmm. like you're doing your credit, you're doing great things for your right. credit, right? Now, if you're letting it sit and, you know, you're letting interest grow, right. you're doing bad things to your life, you right. know? Well, yeah. Right, right. You're strapping yourself. And I think I learned about the importance of credit when I was trying to find, buy a car here because I'm Canadian and I didn't have a credit card here and stuff. So the term of my credit life here was very short. Yeah. And that right there? Yeah. That's one of the high impact factors, right? Like credit age significantly impacts your credit score. Significantly. Yeah. That interest rate on that car. So that's why I said when I when you're talking about like paid that thing off, yeah. if your interest rate is crazy, I was like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, credit is a way that you can kind of build yourself up but like i don't want to say live in debt i i really don't want to say like accrue debt just to live in it i feel like be responsible with your finances and and think of what you want to do what they're going to look for how could you prepare that right yeah and being deliberate about it right like there are a lot of credit cards that the first year you have them, the interest rate is zero. Mm-hmm. So that contributes to building your credit score mm-hmm. while having no interest for that year. Now you have to watch that carefully because very often when that year is over, the interest rate is crazy, yeah. right? But if for that year you can use that card and be responsible, that's mm-hmm. a great way to build credit without mm-hmm. costing yourself anything, yeah. right? Um, like there are strategies. Yeah. And thinking about strategies, there's other strategies that we can get income um, outside of our jobs, outside of your career. Um, and that's through like the whole stocks mm-hmm. and bonds and ETFs <laughs> and mutual things and all them Name things. all the all things. <laughs> Money market funds <laughs> and all those things. Um, so how well-versed are you i'll I'll ask you this because i know that you have experience in it like you're 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 dabbling in it i dabble i'm dabbling in it very like my little pinky toe is in there (laughs) um but when did you get uh or made aware when were you made aware of this so i think in college like i first started hearing about stock and i think i went to college with um you know, other students who kind of had this knowledge Mm -hmm. and knew some of these things. Um, And I was like hearing it in passing, but really didn't have the knowledge. And then I don't know what happened, but I started looking into Investopedia. Mm. And that was my first kind of like, oh, you know, all of these public companies can be tracked and their stock price changes every day. And this is a Mm -hmm. way to own a tiny piece. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then in law school, um, I think that's when Robin Hood came out. Mm. And Robin Hood seemed to me like a nice, easy way to yeah. like, you know, try it out. Yeah. And my investment strategy is that I, for now, I only invest money in the stock market that I wouldn't, like it, it would not be a tragedy to my life if I lost it, right? right? Like I'm not going hungry if I lost it. Which is how we should approach it, correct? Well, I don't know. I, I, I hesitate to say about should, right? Because for me, the standard is like, I need to be able to eat and I need to have somewhere to live. So as long as I can afford my rent and feed myself, that money, but other people's standards might be, I don't know, I need to be able to, you know, take the bus. Like I right, need to be able, right. right? So I think based on your standard, right. what can you afford? Because it's risk. It's a higher risk investment, much higher than a savings account, mm-hmm. you know? What is your risk appetite? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started investing. I started like very small, like buying little stocks just to kind of see how it moved. Um, and that was my entrance into the world of stock. Yeah. yeah. And then I think once you get into it. So when I entered, I feel like you get kind of like hyper focused yes. on it though. Yes. You it's watch literally it. like, okay, I check my Instagram. Okay. I check my stocks, <laughs> you know, like. How much? It went down two dollars. Like two dollars. I should have bought it today. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and you can get wrapped up in it, but it is kind of nice when like you forget about it. And I think that's that's a main point of what you're saying. This has to be funds that it's not make or break. Yes. You're not wishing like, oh shoot, I can't eat this. This was my electricity bill. Now I am cold, (laughs) shivering at night. Um, but yeah, so, and the good thing about that is that you can check it. So like I checked mine, I think it was like last week. <laughs> I was like, oh shoot, Gross. <laughs> let me check, <laughs> let me check. <laughs> that thing was growing. And I'm like, See? oh, yeah. and now, so this is the thing though, because now that you see growth, it's a fine line of like, let me dabble into this like some more some more but if you have more funds that are quote-unquote disposable in that way then do it maybe you should consider it yeah like why not right right yeah you're seeing the growth you're aware of the risk right right why not right yeah so if you had to say like your ideal not even necessarily your portfolio right Mm -hmm. now but your ideal stock portfolio (laughs) in regards to what um like avenues you would invest in whether it be like tourism um in in the state of where we are right now Mm -hmm. where would you be looking interesting Mm -hmm. um so i think like the advice of having a diversified portfolio is actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. And so I hesitate to say like tech or mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. because I think what you want is for if ever one thing is falling, you mm-hmm. have your hand in something else that is growing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I would say like, I think we're all tempted to do this new age like technology. Like if we had bought um, Facebook when it was cheap or mm-hmm. if we had bought Apple, which like could be a strategy, right? But you cannot always, you don't always know which company is the next right. Microsoft. It's a risk. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so I do think the advice on having a diversified portfolio, especially if your investment strategy is long term, mm-hmm. is the correct advice. Like mm-hmm. put your hand in many, in many buckets, things. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like should you put your hand in like Bitcoin, Bit Bitcoin buckets? Mm-hmm. Like maybe not. Yeah, I, like yeah. I don't, you know, like that's 
you know, different. But if you can do it in various areas, yeah. that I think is smart advice. If you have a shorter term investment mm-hmm. strategy, then I think looking very closely at businesses um, and like how much their stock grows day to day or week to week is a is a good way to do it. or month to month, like depending on what your time outlook is, right, is also a good strategy. Right. Yeah. Why do you think some people and just a disclaimer, we are not financial advisors, oh, yes, please. so please do not listen to this. And if you're taking notes right now, just put that pen right down where you found <laughs> it and uh, just listen for your enjoyment. Cause <laughs> yes, just uh, take this all in, you know, just just take it all in for what it is. Yeah. Um, so why do you think people sold their stocks or like got out when things were going down, knowing that they're going to come back up? Like, what is, do you think that it's driven by fear and it's just like, I'm losing so much, but I'm going to take out? Or it, it could also be a smart investment strategy, right? True. Like, if you have made the upside, so if you bought, let's call it, um, I'm looking for a name, like chair fund. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you bought chair fund at $30 mm-hmm. and just before COVID in March, it was trading at $40 mm-hmm. and you saw it starting to dip, Right. But you had made the $10 you intended to make. Got it. Take it out to hold that right. $10. It's not yeah. a dumb strategy right. to take it no, out yeah. and, and yeah. get your money, right? There's and then you can... And you can... You can put it back... You can... I'm trying to think. Well, you can now buy on the downside. So if it drops back to 30 or even lower than 30, you, made your you can pick, you've yeah. made your 10 and you can pick it up at 30 or 25. Mm-hmm. And if you expect it to go back up again, or if you're saying, you you know, the market will rebound, you know, yet to be seen, yeah. but, and gather the gain again, right? Yeah. So it's not, some people might have sold out of fear. Some people, it could have been any number of things, but some of it could also just have been smart investment strategy, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... What do you think, or is there something that you've ever done that was like, I should not have done that financially? Hmm, I'm sure. Um, but you know, like my life philosophy is kind of like, you'll make it don't do anything you'll oh. regret and don't regret anything you've done. Like, I kind Wait, of say that again? <laughs> don't do anything you regret and don't do, don't regret anything you've done. Like, okay. I sort of. Like, that's pretty big in the back Got of my it. head. Got it. Um, so I'm sure I've made, like, dumb money moves. Yeah. Um, but I think of money as a renewable resource, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, there will always be, mm-hmm. in my life, I won't, I think maybe some people fall on circumstances where maybe they can't make money or they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I think there will always be an avenue to mm-hmm. make money back right mm-hmm. to renew that resource mm-hmm. to like i don't think even if it's not in your career right, right now right yeah. and even if it's not tomorrow right money is a renewable resource mm-hmm. like the money will come back mm-hmm. it's like you know like i'm not going to lay awake in bed toss and turn mm-hmm. like no money is mm-hmm. a renewable resource mm-hmm. and i think that helps and, me and that but that is a huge privilege yeah that you don't have to toss and turn it right because you know many I mean? people do many right? people do yeah. and and i think that's something that we can't forget yeah. that even though we are able to you know buy things or whatever um you know it's a it's a privilege and i think it's it's sharing this knowledge with others as well absolutely Mm -hmm. and like which is why we need to get it and i think which is why when we get it we can't hold on to it both Mm -hmm. the knowledge and the money Mm -hmm. um like i think 
like if you're black and wealthy mm. i think you have a responsibility mm-hmm. and people might push back and just if you're wealthy period like it doesn't matter your race but particularly if you are black wealthy conscious mm. you have a responsibility to the community mm-hmm. um because just because of systems many people don't get the opportunity mm-hmm. and financial literacy is like severely lacking mm-hmm. and it's not because we don't want it it's because mo- many of us have never had the income to be able to oh, play sure. with and for gain sure. financial literacy right for like sure. we're sitting here talking about stock yeah yeah like please yeah. many people like what i'm i have 30 extra dollars i'm gonna spend on stock yeah. what like yeah i have groceries to buy you right. know we just have, many people have not had the opportunity to even come next mm-hmm. to that knowledge mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I know for me, so to be totally transparent, when I started working, um, I I don't know why, I just felt like, oh, I have my career, like, I'm going to be set. And I didn't budget. I didn't have a plan. I just kind of felt like, I'm just going to have money. Yeah. And it took a while for me to understand, like, if you don't understand money and the value of money and what you're spending it on, the amount of money I spent on food. Yeah, it could just run out of your hands. Yeah. It could just run out of your hands. Um, and it was like, <laughs> I'll never forget when I, I think in, well, I was in Connecticut at the time because I just started working and I was with my mom and we were shopping <laughs> and she wanted these pairs of shoes and we're at Nine West. And I'm like... I got you, like, yo, I got you, <laughs> I got you. And I remember, like, being in the line. I'm like, just let me check my, my account, you know. <laughs> and I checked, and I was like, Ma- mom, 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 <laughs> just, just put the shoes down for a second. <laughs> just, put the, just put the shoes down. <laughs> and that right there was, like, the low point. Yeah. Of saying, like, you can have the best career, the most, like... Lucrative. Lucrative. And Mm -hmm. I'm not in a lucrative career, but you can have the most lucrative career. You can have the most money handed to you. You could win the lottery. But if you do not know how... To manage. To manage it, it will go like this. Yeah. Like this. And I think that's the thing, like, people around the hustle of like get money get money get money but it's just like what is the as we talked about at the beginning what is your plan yeah for this yeah because you can have a good job you can have a good career you can have um you can be an entrepreneur and getting money but it's just like it sucks when you have nothing to show for it and not to be showy but nothing to say like I'm living comfortably and I have a plan Yeah, for the rest of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I may not be there. I don't think I'm close to where I want to be. But it's just like I've learned and I'm reading and I'm trying to really get my financial literacy up. And it's unfortunate that for me, it's happening when I'm in my early 30s. Whereas I feel like for my white peers it seems as if you know they kind of get this like welcome to adulthood here's ten thousand (laughs) dollars from like generational wealth you know what i mean even without the ten thousand they get 
financial like dinner table conversations yes. about like i don't know when yes. whatever stock was growing whoever's father was at the table talking about I don't know, like yes. what he made on that you know talking about brokerage accounts it wasn't just adult conversation exactly. it was like yeah. we we're talking as a family and this is how yeah. we talk about money because i didn't hear, yeah roth ir like retirement funds right. right like things just because it's a part of their life right things that just become a part of conversation right. things they hear just like we hear i don't know we learn how to cook in passing mm-hmm. we learn you know like <laughs> do we learn how to cook in passing i don't know uh. things we learn in passing <laughs> you know like it becomes one of those things that they learn in passing yeah right yeah and, and so and then on the flip side like i i don't necessarily like i wish i had that knowledge but i realize that i'm learning so much and that I am very humble with my money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Understanding that I I had like I did not have anything in school. <laughs> yeah. It was not like in grad school I had like thousands of dollars in savings. Yeah. I had nothing. Yeah. Had nothing. Like putting seven dollar gas <laughs> in my car. So it's just like it makes me humble and it makes me understand like literally you can thank god like i have family to to help if i'm ever in a pinch thank god thank god for that but you know like i you just realize the the power of it and the value of it when you started at a at at literally the starting line and and in some ways, maybe you will be wiser with mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you have those lessons. Hopefully. And because sometimes you get um, reminded yeah. of where you were. When you, like, spend frivolous, frivolously, like, you're like, let me just splurge on this trip. And then your bank account's like, go ahead, splurge. See if I don't remind you of where you came from. Not that I'm talking from personal experience yeah, I'm like, or anything. I'm like, I don't, but I don't, I don't, I don't have that experience. <laughs> But, but I've, I've definitely been like, I got money in the bank. Like, let me go on this trip. And then while I'm on the trip, I'm like, dang. Okay. Okay. And, and you know, trips are the one thing for me that I'm like, eh. When I'm on a trip, I'm like, okay, whatever it costs, it costs. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know when I'll be there again. So I don't feel like my account ever slaps me in the face mm-hmm. with a trip. Um, but have I sometimes bought, like when I was really into shoes at some point in my life, like, have I bought more shoes than I mm-hmm. should have? And, like, what could that money mm-hmm. have done in your account? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we see with, like, people. Like, when you look at millionaires, they always say they're not wearing the flashy things. They're not really, like, in the huge mansion yeah. and things like that. And, and they I get think, so many things for free, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's one of these things where as you get more responsible with money... You understand, you know, is that valuable? Yeah. And then back to priorities for some, it may be like, no, that is a priority for me. Like what for me is a trip might be someone else's shoes, Mm -hmm. right? Like the way I value, you know, certain things, someone else values something else. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think it's important, though, to be able to afford the things you value Mm -hmm. um, or change your values. Yeah. But yeah. Um, how do you plan on passing down financial literacy to your children? I was thinking about this today um, and thinking about also passing down wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, kind of, I think in some ways I struggle with this idea of... Because we could build wealth 
for a legacy for our children so that like you know maybe they don't have to work or maybe they have this nest egg or um and I think about that like leaving money for children in that way versus Mm -hmm. investing money and I'm saying it and figuring it out versus investing that money like into the community Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. doing things Mm -hmm. with it Mm -hmm. and maybe the answer is balance right where you Mm -hmm. leave a nest egg for your children if Mm -hmm. you have them or whoever Mm -hmm. that isn't as huge as it could be and you invest in your community um and I wonder about being very deliberate about that like Mm -hmm. you know now in my 20s do I spend a lot of time amassing this wealth so that my children and their children Mm -hmm. you know have something have a cushion yeah and have choice yeah um or is the priority community and others or right um and so in saying it now i'm like maybe it's about thinking through the balance Mm -hmm. what does the balance look like um but financial literacy for one like I think it's important to have friends that come from different places than you do, mm-hmm. um, both on both ends, right? People who did not have the privileges that you had mm-hmm. and pri- people with like, <laughs> you know, incredible privilege, mm-hmm. right? Because I think there are things to learn on both ends. Mm-hmm. Like some people understand resilience and can stretch a dollar incredibly. Um, and some people really understand what to do with a dollar to mm-hmm. make it replicate itself. Mm-hmm. And I think both of those lessons are like extremely important. Mm-hmm. So passing it down in that way. And also like, you know, I love talking finances. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. So like, will we be talking, you know, stocks and 401ks and... Sometimes you talk about finances like the first thing in the morning and I'm just like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I, I feel like it. you talk about it and I'm just like, I literally just woke up I and like oh my bank account just did this i've oh, never said that and then i'm just like i've never you said, have that. said that my like, bank account oh, just did this yeah you've done what? that you've done that and i'm just like rolling my eyes like here we go oh man bank account talks. like i can't relate to this so therefore <laughs> we're done um but talking about like generational wealth and passing it down to our children I think sometimes I talk, I feel like, you know, your parents too, right? Absolutely. You know, not necessarily always like downwards, but right. it's like, how can I make sure that if anything was to happen, yeah. that I can help them out? And know? I think that piece for me isn't even a question. Mm, um, like standard. it doesn't even come into the consideration because that for me is maybe even before building my own yeah. nest egg, it's like... Make sure they're good. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And it's not... Like, that one for me is not even, like, up in the air. Or, like, how do I balance? Mm -hmm. It just, like, is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Dang, you just one up me. Oh. Because you were like, that's my standard. And I'm like, well, how do I figure (laughs) that out? You're like, I wasn't even thinking that. Like, that's just what it is. But I think you do it. Like, I'm sure... Mm -hmm. Between and I, I don't know what you do, but yeah. ju- I think just because of how our families are structured, yeah. I think there are things that you already do mm-hmm. in that direction, mm-hmm. right? Like it just is, yeah, and yeah, like it's built into the it's like budget. a debt that's just like forever exactly old. You exactly. know what I mean? Like yeah. you have helped me this far, yeah. like I oh you and it's not even an expectation. Like no, my mother no. doesn't even. Oh no, yeah, it's just like a. This is what I like. Yeah. This is, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. No, I think that that's that's very key, and uh, it it's an interesting conversation. I think having 
these conversations with parents and you know I've approached my parents about different like financial things that I'm thinking about and I feel like at times our ways of thinking about money is a little bit unconventional yeah. in their eyes so it's kind of just like mm. and some of it is that we have been granted in no small part because of the work that they have done a certain freedom um with money and mm-hmm. with our finances mm-hmm. that they never had probably mm-hmm. and don't and may not understand mm-hmm. right like and i'm talking like we're wealthy we are not we are- <laughs> but i think like we are not we happen to have more than our yeah. parents did yeah. especially at our age like yeah. i really do have more yeah um and so i'm able to move in certain ways that like my mom would never have considered moving right and that is truly due to like all that she has sacrificed right, right. and so yeah Right. Yeah. Um, and another thing that I've been thinking about, even though I haven't, re- I have not like approached um, my brother about it, but it's like talking to your siblings mm. about, yo, what's the, what's the family plan? Yeah. And I think that people don't really talk to their siblings really about like, What's your money like? Yeah. Not to say, like, I need to know the ins and outs. Right. But, like... What's the plan? What's the plan? Because I need to make sure, you need to make sure that we, both of us, are, like, we're kind of good so that if some kind of emergency happens, we can both kind of, like, pull together and let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I don't think we talk about that yeah. that that cross-section of like siblingship yeah. of how is your money and bringing them with you on this mm. financial literacy and growth journey mm-hmm. right like sharing the things that you are learning mm-hmm. from exposure and whatever mm-hmm. with them as mm-hmm. well so that you are both mm-hmm. on this path mm-hmm. right um yeah i think that's important to think about yeah finances have become this like taboo kind of thing yeah and i can only speak for like my experiences in my own family and in black families of just like we don't talk about it yeah i know that as i was telling you about like the um example with the shoes and stuff it's an insecurity Mm. for a lot of people is an insecurity for me i didn't want to talk about it because i felt like i didn't know enough about it and when you don't know enough, you can't learn. And when you don't learn, you're making mistakes and stuff. So I literally had to like come face to face with myself and just say, if you want change, you're going to have to break through this and be vulnerable and talk to someone. Talk to people. And get it together. Yeah, I think there has to be some like care there. I don't talk to like, I'll talk to anyone about finances, but I don't talk to everyone about the facts of my finances. Mm-hmm. But I have friends that I definitely talk mm-hmm. about, like, the facts of my finance. Because, mm-hmm. like, you might be picking up something that is helpful to me. Mm-hmm. I might be picking up something that's helpful. You know, like, mm-hmm. we have to share that knowledge. And if we can't, like, if I can't openly discuss with one of my close friends, mm-hmm. like, money, mm-hmm. like, why? Right. <laughs> What's happening there? Right. Um, yeah, so right. definitely. I, I, I think care, because, you know, people can, it, there can be hard feelings around money. Yeah. Um, yeah, like among my friends, yeah, it just we talk, right, right, yeah. and I think I was approached with that with like the job situation yes. and discussing things of like money with friends and stuff, and it was just kind of like you want opinions, and if you want. 
to get opinions, you're going to have to be kind of honest yeah. with with money stuff. So I hope that like from this episode, people just want to talk about it more and not to give your information, but just to read up on it, see where you're at, yep. get a starting point. I, I truly believe that it's never too late to start good habits. Yep. Um, with your finances, and I realize that I, I feel like I'm late in the game. You're not late. I, I feel like it. I feel like it. Um, we'll catch up. You're good. Thanks. <laughs> I'll catch up. I'll catch up. But you know, like you get in your head, like I should have like had a home by now. I should have had. But have... who says the, like exactly? Who, and that's know, the like, thing. Who made get, rules? Exactly. And yeah. getting out of that, getting out of these societal boxes that have been for some reason presented to us, yeah. and just saying like, "This is my life," and. God has blessed it. Yeah. And I will keep moving forward. Yeah. And maybe that's how you live like no one else. Like your path actually looks like no one else, right? Like maybe this is how we remix Dave Ramsey. Come on now. Um, live like no one else yeah. so that you can live like no one else, but taking it as live like yourself. Right. In live your responsible your way. Yeah. Man, you just yeah. ended it with a little sermon. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Yo, I'm so happy that one, you were on this episode, two, we got to do it in person. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Um, so I hope to have you again as per usual, <laughs> and um, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs>what a topic there's so many layers to finances there's so many ways that we can approach it there's so many ways that we can manage it that it's so awesome to have these conversations just with an open mind and to see that there's different avenues that people take with their finances so i thoroughly enjoyed that conversation and i really hope that you did too One thing that I take away from it, even though there are many things that we talked about, was the communication piece about finances and talking to family members. You know, we often talk about passing it down to the next generation, but I think even across our family members, our siblings, our parents, having these conversations, because for a lot of people, we didn't have a seat at the table growing up. So it's nice having these conversations now and kind of getting that idea of where we stand as a family in terms of finances. So that's something that I'm definitely tucking in my back pocket and will always think about when I'm, you know, planning and trying to determine what to do financially. So hopefully you enjoyed that episode as well. I'm hoping you did. Give me your feedback. Tell me um, your thoughts, DM me, text me, um, send me a message. Let me know what your thoughts are on this topic because I think that there are many thoughts on this topic. So let me know. Hit me up. want to hear from you. <laughs> Thanks so much again for tuning in to another episode of My Curious Life podcast. If you're not already, follow the Instagram page 
at mycuriouslife underscore podcast. Hope to see you there. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Stay safe, stay sane, and we'll see ya. Bye.